Hello, everyone, and welcome to the preview podcast of the Bad Caddy Funky Podcast. This is going to be the preview for issue number 47, and we're really excited for this particular one because, guys, this week we're going to be going to the Penny Arcade Expo on the East Coast, yeah. thus known as PAX East 2016. <laughs> East Coast is the Beast Coast. <laughs> yeah. Yes, because that, that, makes, that makes sense. Uh, um... So an important note uh, before we dive into it, guys, we are not going to be doing a live podcast this Thursday uh, as we will be attending PAX this weekend. What we'll be doing is at the end of the weekend, we'll post a nice, maybe double size, maybe standard size, however much content we get kind of podcast for you so you can hear what went down with Bad County Funky at the Penny Arcade Expo. But tonight for the preview podcast, we want to talk about... Uh, our favorite memories from past conventions and past expos. So let's start off with uh, Sergio, who is joining us tonight, as always. Uh, so Sergio, Serge, yeah. Uh, um, favorite favorite con memory? Hmm. I, I liked when uh, uh, Casey joined us for for New York Comic Con. That was great. Oh yeah! Oh man, that was so much fun. Like, okay, Casey, what were some some good moments that we had at uh, in, in your comic? Or is there some things that really stood out to you? Um, I just being stopped and being photographed by people. It was my first time ever cosplaying as a character. Um, so for me, it was kind of a big deal, even if the cosplay was like sort of half casual wear, half white bodysuit with drawn on marker. But it all comes together. Um. Really, not even about people wanting to get pictures with me, but watching you and Dave as uh, Kylo Ren and Darth Septimus uh, just get mobbed by people after people. Um, it's it's just, it's a really... I've been going to New York Comic Con for what has to be almost 10 years now, and it's, it's, it's a completely different experience being a part of of the cosplay scene than it is just being an attendee. It, it really is, isn't it? Like it's, it's a total, it, it's, it's a different experience. And like, I, I almost want to like, like cosplay at, at PAX, but like I, but you know, we're going to press, so I don't want to, you know, yeah. come as like Kylo Ren and be like, hello, <laughs> I'm here for the news. Tell me about your game. Tell me about your game. You see Cliffy B, and you're just like, "Look how old you've become." No, oh, no, <laughs> no, never, never. Those are not my words, Cliffy B. Never, oh my never. god! Or they go, you, they go up to you. They go, the the Overwatch line is three hours long, and then you just beat the shit out of a panel in front of you, <laughs> and then you go, anything else? <laughs> anything else? <laughs> oh my god it'd be amazing but yeah it's like it, it's crazy because being an attendee you, you you have fun you you see all the stuff and things but like <coughs> excuse me being in cosplay is like like you're it's almost like you you were like like a paid character yeah to be there and like people like certain people come up to you and like I, I, in the full nerd spirit everyone just treats you like you are the character especially if there are uh young like um some like children around they were like oh like you're actually darth maul or you're actually kylo ren you know there's there's no difference you are that character sure. you killed han solo yeah and, and adults are just like <laughs> hey man can i get a picture like this is freaking great your cosplay is awesome and, yeah but as an attendee you walk around you do things and you know like you like you go to panels you get autographs and but it's like a whole other world world when you actually cosplay i feel like when you cosplay though you have to be with a group of people that are cosplaying because if you go and cosplay and you're the only one in your group doing so 
Like, I feel like they kind of, like, just looks kind of weird. <laughs> or the other way around. Or the other way around, yeah, yeah. Like, or actually, the, the other way around doesn't really seem so bad because that's the photographer, right? Yeah. So, like, that's the guy, like, he's just normally and just t- taking pictures. But I guess if he's not doing that, yeah. Um, yeah, it just looks weird. Like, it's either all or nothing. Like, it can't just be, like... Like fucking Venture Brothers, where everyone just dressed up as fucking Star Wars characters, and then Dean and the Bat, and then he's fucking the Bat. He's fucking Batman. Yeah. So, guys, if you're going to be cosplaying at PAX East, make sure you get your cosplay game on point. Hell yeah! And everyone does it, and there's no Batman. Actually, and, it, be Batman. and it's funny too because at PAX, like it's it's, it's not as big like on cosplay as a comic. There's people who do it, oh, but sure, it, yeah. it'd be awesome to see more people cosplay than than usual. We'll see this year. I feel like cosplaying's really kind of been coming up as of late. Like it's always been a thing, like a rather large thing, but I yeah. feel like I'm seeing more and more and more of it now. Absolutely, like you see a lot before. of like, um, like gaming themed as opposed to movie themed stuff because it is packed. Sure. So you get like a lot of like League of Legend cosplayers yep. and a yep. lot of uh, yeah, a lot of like you know you get some Dota's, you get some Starcraft ones, and and it's pretty cool to see all that stuff. And everyone, oh man, people who 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 just work on their craft and just and just like bring their costumes to a higher and higher level. Like you see some of their progressions on their Instagram and to they get to a certain point where they get to the con and everyone's just like, Oh my God, that is the character. It's like the smile that comes on the cosplayer's face is amazing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I know this guy wins. There's a guy I work with. Who's going to be cosplaying as a league of legends character at PAX this year. Nice. Yeah. I don't know which one. Cause I don't fucking play that game, but <laughs> I don't, uh, I, I, I don't either. Like I remember we went to, uh, to the, the convention in the Mohegan Sun Casino and these two people were dressed as uh, two League of Legends players. And I, I don't characters and I don't play the game. Sure. And, uh, and, but like they were really good costumes and I recognize the characters. I just don't know who they were. And, uh, and, and the guy, it was, it was a, it was a guy and a girl and the guy was just like, Oh, like you guys know who we are. I'm like, I know you're from, from league, but I don't know your character. Sorry. And and the guy was like, well, maybe you should play League. It's kind of a huge game. And I was like, wow, uh, really? <laughs> like, you going to pull that one on me? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> the, literally, that answer is the reason why I don't play League. Yeah. That fucking community are such a bag of shitheads for the most part. Like, I've, I play, I've played it before. I hated it because I literally, this, this is my experience in League. Disclaimer, Ben Cody Funky does not follow the opinions of Greg. Oh, it totally does. Fuck you. <laughs> um, no. So this is like, this is what happened. And I don't like, I'm MOBAs aren't my favorite to begin with. But Yeah, same here. I, I got all this hype. I was like, whatever. Fuck it. Let's go in. I go in. Spawn up. You know, count down, whatever the fuck it does. And then everyone's like, top up mid. And I'm just like, uh, oh, okay. And I'm just like left there alone. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, hey guys, like, what do I do? How do I help? Like, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. Learn to fucking play the game. Fucking blah, blah, blah. I'm Greg, and I'm eight years old, and, I'm just and my like, mom lets me play this game. And I'm just like, I'm going into the jungle then because no one's there. So clearly that must be an area that needs to be protected because, you know, gaming, everyone else is everywhere else. So I'm like, all right, cool. And then like, why are you in the fucking jungle? I'm like, uh. I'm not gonna play this game anymore. Yeah, and 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 for me, like I mean, I'm, I was used to, I used to be a huge um, StarCraft player back in the day. So so the whole the way you have to play a MOBA is is so weird to me, and it's it's not too far. But at the same time, I don't know, like the whole lanes thing. And the rest of, I mean, you yeah. know, this doesn't take away from anyone who actually plays League of Legends and actually likes it. I mean, like you're you're good. You can do whatever you want. Oh yeah, no, I just, I, just I, like I how you know the that there there are people who play like Street Fighter, but they don't play it like they play Street Fighter. Like they sit in the lab. 
and like yeah. mash buttons for hours to get like you know their, their loops and everything perfectly. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, there are people who are just like, "Oh, it's a fighting game. It's stupid." You know, like you can do whatever you want. But League it just wasn't another thing for me. But yeah, I thought it was interesting that kid was just like, "Well, you kind of should play. It's kind of a big game." I'm like, I know how massive League of Legends is. There was a, the finals were in Madison Square Garden. I know. I still don't like the game. It's not for me. I might troll on League, guys. <laughs> I might just be like, "No, what's that?" I've never heard of that before. I, I want to stand in front of fucking Riot Games' like area and mm-hmm. just be like, no, I've never heard of that. And just literally have League of Legends banner oh, behind me. God. This just... is literally the first time I'm hearing that name. I just oh, want to see what happens. You, like the mob would just be like, what? <laughs> Get him out of here. Who got that I've been guy? frozen in time since 1998. Is Tomb Raider still a thing? <laughs> and also it's odd because there seems to be some kind of like starter kit for Twitch in which you have a certain... Amount of things in your checklist, and League of Legends is one of them because you'll see like new streamers or certain types of streamers. You guys know what I'm talking about out there that mm-hmm. play League, but like League uh, is obviously not the main focus. Something else is. Is it and the ones with cleavage? Something else is, and <laughs> they they play League, and it's just like they're not even really playing it. And people have called them out on it, and they're just like, "Oh, it's just a fun game to play," and I can play. And we're just like, "Hmm, interesting." Indeed. Yeah. All right. Enough. Enough on on League of Legends. Like, uh, well, what, what else, uh, uh, Casey? Do you like about um, conventions? Well, I'll tell you. The first time I was no, not the first. The last time I went to New York Comic Con, I also you, you get to meet your heroes in the in the sense that you know the people who make the books and do the things and act in the the stuff and what have you. You know, celebrities, as it were. But you know. Um, when it comes to comic book creators, they're sort of celebrities of a lesser renown and that most people wouldn't really be able to pick them out of a crowd because they're really just people like you and me. But the way that things are set up in places like Artist Alley, um, you can just walk right up and talk to them and they want to talk to you. Like nine times out of ten, they're they're just fantastic approachable people that are just into the same stuff you are and just happen to do it professionally. Oh, yeah. Like uh, Marjorie Liu at Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah, um, I mean, I could tell you great stories about guys like Judd Winnick or Riley Brown, um, Declan Shalvey, like so many, so many comic book creators I've just had the, the privilege to talk to and, and have conversations with and exchange information and ask them for commissions and, and things of that nature. It's just, it's, it's incredible. And it's really the only venue that you can, you can do it because they're all gathered in one spot. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty fantastic. I love how you say I could tell you stories of these people, but I'm. This Do you want? I mean, the, I didn't want to take. Of, I didn't want to take up all the, the time. This is the end of I, my thing. I'm not no, going to tell I, you any I mean, of these listen, stories. I'll, I'll about tell these you fantastic story. people. So, yeah. So, so there's a there's an artist by the name of Jacob Chabot. Um, he he draws a lot of um, cartoony and kids books. For a long time, he did the licensed SpongeBob comic, mm-hmm. and I got into a huge discussion with him about. Um, about what it's like to have to draw on model for these kind of things. Because, like, most artists have a style of their own that they've honed of after years, but when you when you have to draw a licensed work, you have to get within a certain, you know, recognizable design, you know, that these characters were originally envisioned with. Um, and that's not always the easiest thing to do, especially if you're used to drawing in a, in a similar fashion. Um, and he really just explained the ins and outs of his craft, how how it went um but what's even better is that it just kind of 
it wasn't even like I was just talking to a professional at that point. We just it it changed to a discussion about wrestlers and uh, the idea of you know the Marvel Universe getting masked up with wrestlers, and then it's like so, soon enough the guy's drawing. Um, pictures of andre the giant man and the million dollar iron man and the ultimate wolverine and hollywood spider hogan like it just it just went off the rails like it was it's just a blast Hmm. um but that was one that that's really very personally because like you know he's not like an a-list name but he he really cares and loves about what he does and he can talk endlessly about it that's, I don't know. That's always fun. That's always fun when like they get you get to talk to like a creator or an artist just about like what they're passionate about or what they're really excited for. Sure. And you just like get this whole like story and like get to see all this shit and like that like isn't even might not ever be released. Yeah. So for me, when I was talking to um good old uh Ethan Van Skyver back it was, this must have been like five, six years ago at this point. Back when he was doing Green Lantern stuff. Yeah, I think it was actually mm-hmm. right after Green Lantern, I, w- I want to say. So maybe a little a little earlier than that. Sinestro Corps-ish time? Um, maybe it was like four years. I don't remember when it was. It was a little while ago. It was multiple years ago. But anyways, right. um, he was just sitting there kind of talking to his, uh, I think it was Wizard World Boston. And me and my buddy just kind of like sauntered on over to him. And I saw him there, so I was like, oh, you know, like, I'll, I'll go through one of these bins, and I'll grab a couple comics, and I'll have him sign them. And so I was like, you know what, like, I was trying to pick which one I wanted to have him sign, and he's just like, no, I'll sign them all, it's cool, it's no big deal. And then he gave us a peek into um, a creator project he had been working on, and yeah. I don't remember what the name of it was, and I don't think it ever came out, but it had a really cool premise where um, what if everyone was like uh, Jekyll and Hyde, and oh. everyone turned into Hydes, and you're the only Jekyll. Whoa! Yeah, cool. it was something like that. I'm, I'm paraphrasing it, and I probably like am misremembering things, but it was something to that effect. And he had really cool like panels and stuff like that, and like he had a yeah. couple pages drawn, and it was just really cool. I was like, wow, like when is this gonna like come out? And he's like, oh, probably never, because he couldn't like what? You know, yeah, he couldn't like publish it or whatever. So I never even guys really cool, like though. that. They have trouble getting their own stuff through. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, creator-owned stuff is, like, a rarity to get through, um, at least with the big guys. Like, sure, you have your, like, you know, um, Scott Snyders, who kind of came up on, like, American Vampire, right? So they made a name for themselves with that shit, but, like... The guy's been writing Batman for the past, like, seven years. Right, yeah. So he he gets stuck, but he came up with a creator-owned title. But, like, you have someone like uh, Jeff Johns, who he's never going to have a creator own thing ever, I don't think. Jeff Johns. Yeah. You know, so. And he's fucking the head of, I think he's the cre- head of the creative department in DC now, if I'm not he's, mistaken. He's, he's, a, he's definitely a big shot. More than more than just writing issues as Superboy and Green Lantern. I no miss more. those Superboy issues, though. <laughs> With Francis Manipool at the, the artist, at the pencils. Yeah. Oh, they were so good. Oh, yeah, I mean man. that guy can whip a, a solid comic, but you know what? He when you get your hands that deep in the DC pie, I guess they got to move you up the ladder. They do. It's like it's like Joe Casada. That guy used to just he's like, I'm gonna draw a Daredevil. And now it's like now we're gonna make you the president. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, but I just want to draw a Daredevil. Yep. No. <laughs> Too bad, Joe. Yeah. I wonder what kind of cosplays are gonna be at PAX this year in terms of like other things. Because I've, I mean, usually it's it's mostly video games, but sometimes you have a couple comic book characters running around. 
Yeah. Um, I wonder if there'll be more of a mix-up or if there's going to be... There's definitely going to be a lot of uh, Suicide Squad, I didn't squad, expect I Spider-Man to be here. I'm from Marvel vs. Capcom. I wonder how many Daredevils uh, from Season 1 are going to be showing up. I wonder how many, like, Harley Quinn's from Suicide Squad. All of them. Every single girl's going <laughs> hey, All You of them. already fucking know it. Everyone! Like, I, like it, it's... Uh, this is why I don't like when, like, one character gets overhyped like that. It's Harley Con. Oh, <laughs> Harley Con. Get into the Harley Quinn, Harley Con. Also a convention. Yeah, we try. I hope there's some Dude. Gwenpools that'll show up. Oh, that'd be know. sick. I think so. Yeah, there probably will be. Or there, there'll be, there'll be at least be, I want to say there'll be mostly Harleys, uh, a bunch of Spider Gwens, maybe a couple Gwenpools, and a bunch of Deadpools. That's what I'm predicting right now. It's a sea of red, black, white, and pink. Yeah, this is going to happen. <laughs> There'll be some Jokers, too, to balance out the Harleys. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I wonder oh, if wait, those Spartans I, are going to show up again from last year. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, they, 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 they yeah, fucking I mean, had that. You know, you might get, like, like a Spartan lock from Halo 5. and Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know what I'm, I'm banking on you guys seeing? Big, like, life-size Warhammer Space Marine. Oh, I mean, I there, 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 there was, yeah, there was some last year. Like, oh, there were really, really cool. Oh man, like they, they they had the big overdone armor and everything. It was sick. Yeah. I remember um I think it was 3 years ago. There some dude had this like really fucking good bumblebee and he's on stilts and everything and oh, they made him leave cuz he could be on like awesome. stilts that tall. Yeah, which was stupid, yeah. but that guy was cool. Couldn't he also not fit in the door? Uh he had to so he was so tall. How tall was he, Greg? I'll tell you, he was so tall <laughs> that he used a trash can as a seat and it was sitting comfortably. Wow. Yeah. That's almost like uh you know, Hulkbuster Iron Man from last year. Oh yeah, yeah from New York. Dude's twelve feet tall. Like Jesus. Yeah. There's gonna be a lack of weapons too. I think they have a pretty strict weapons policy this year, if, if I remember mm. reading. Which will be interesting. It's just fun to speculate about the cosplay that's going to be there. <laughs> it's all the Deadpool's are going to have an issue. Oh man! Oh yeah, with the swords and the, yeah, and the sword, guns, yeah. swords and the guns and the pretty ladies. Well, I the... think the swords should be okay. I think it's more the guns they're worried about. Mm. You know? Yeah, because they, they don't want someone bringing in like a real gun, and it's just like, right, oh exactly. no, we couldn't find it because all these assholes is Deadpool. And they... Yeah, you could definitely tell the shift in uh, security for over the years because, like, the first year I just kind of sauntered in. There was no one checking me at the door or anything like that. And uh, now, like last year, it was just like you know you got to check your badge at the door and you got to go through the security monitors and all that stuff. Why there's so many people with rubber gloves on. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm fucking pumped. I can't wait. I've been looking forward to it, dude. Seriously, and there's all so much. There's so many good things to see and to do at, at PAX East. It's it's almost overwhelming at times, especially this year, since we're going as press. And yeah. We have all these developers we're going to be talking to, and you know, and the people out there uh, that are in attendance, and that's going to be a lot of fun too. Because we met a lot of really cool people um, at PAX East. Like we played like um, Blizzard's Overwatch, uh, you know, on on a team on a team of six and. You know, we had some people like left over because there wasn't six of us there. So we were like, oh, we made some friends with some people. And we're like, oh, yeah, you want to be on a team with us? Let's do it. And it was a great time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. And and just like not even just that, too, but like we played the Halo 5 uh, Guardians. That oh, was time, that too. was a great time. Yeah. Yeah. And, they, and like when they do that, too, uh, if you've never been to a, like a video game convention or if you've never been to PAX in general, 
Um, when you're playing these games, they have like top of the line headsets and the top of the line mice and keyboard. Like they have everything. And you're just like, you're like, wow, this could be me if I was rich. If I, <laughs> if I had money. It's a world of difference. Like like playing a game with the top of the line gear. It's so oh, yeah. sick. And you're like, damn it. <laughs> and, and you have to have that there too, especially with headphones. Oh, yeah. Um, you can't just like, you know, dick that around because there are so many people that are around you yelling, screaming, you know, t- just talking or being silent or just breathing. Like it's tough to just concentrate on a game. And I think that's like why a lot of story games don't get a lot of good press over at these conventions. Cause mm-hmm. like, I don't want to sit down and play this fucking game. Like I, I wouldn't want to play Bastion at a fucking convention. No. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you need, yeah. And it's weird too, because like some of these games like do have some kind of narrative or you need to explore a bit more. And it's just like, well, you can't, <laughs> I don't know. Like like uh, like last year they had the uh, demo for uh, Life is Strange, and you know that's you know you, you can't really play it on like a, a busy floor. I mean, you can, but you don't get the full you know experience of playing a game right. like that. You know, oh, you yeah, need sure. to hear the story and the expose. You, you have to you have to wait for the day where somebody's just like, "Shut up, man! I can't hear the tutorial." <laughs> it's just like, I, and I think that's why like a lot of these indie like we'll see we'll be seeing a lot of indie games this upcoming weekend. Yeah, not gonna lie, we're booked solid with indie games. It's gonna I'm, be. I'm great. so excited. It's yeah, gonna yeah. be so fucking cool. Um, but I think it's the the pick up and plays that really kill it at these conventions. Look at Night Squad. Wow, Night Squad was year. amazing. Oh my god! You but, just have like a group of gamers who don't want to stop playing your indie game. Oh my yeah. god! Like, but think when, think about it like objectively. The graphics weren't great. The gameplay was very simple, but the co op was done so well, and they're they're. You know, their design choices were so meticulous, it seemed like, and so purposeful that it just fucking worked and it was great. Oh, yeah. And you didn't need to hear anything. You just knew how to play, which is fucking awesome. Versus you have other guys going around like, um, I can't remember the name of it right now, but there's like something to do with Titans, not Titan Quest, not Titanfall, obviously. Um, but there's ones that were supposed to be really hard, it was supposed to be like Dark Souls, but it was like old school, like 8-bit graphics or 16-bit oh, graphics. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what that was. And they were like, if you could beat the first Titan, you win a copy of the game or something like that. But it's like <laughs> no one wanted to like try that. Yeah. You know, I feel like every time we walk by it, there's like maybe one person playing it. And I couldn't tell if he worked at the booth or not. Yeah, and developers have to like also work on on marketing as well because like uh, there are some games where it, like I mean we, we looked at tons of emails we got from these developers and some of them have like not so good screenshots and marketing and stuff but like there's maybe like one or two games that the gameplay is actually looks pretty pretty interesting in the trailer but the rest of their marketing looks terrible so well I mean that that's the thing with indies too is they don't have marketing. Yeah, and it, literally, and it, it sucks because like they don't have to do, especially in this day and age, you don't have to do too much to reach out to like a web designer or a graphic designer. There's sure. like resources everywhere. And, sure, but it, it's, yeah. it's the money factor, I think. Like, yeah, it is. All these games that we're going to be seeing, very few of them are being paid to do so. Yeah. I'm going to let you think about that because mm-hmm. they're doing it. They probably have part-time jobs that they're doing. They, they go home instead of relaxing or gaming, they're creating a game. This is like a labor of love. So they don't have the money to go hire a graphic designer. They don't have the money to go hire a marketing guy. They have to do or it all themselves. do they? I can tell you from experience, most of them don't. <laughs> or, or do they? It's like, you ever watch the, isn't there that whole documentary that follows the, the guys who made Super Meat Boy and Fez? Yep, yep. And like oh, the, that the, was the great. Real, the real uphill battle these people have. Yeah. Oh, man. If, yeah, if I, I, I can remember the name, it was about indie games, and it was... <laughs> was it called Indie Games, the movie? Yeah. 
<laughs> God, damn it. God damn it! I wasn't sure if it was, and I didn't want to sound like an idiot, but I did anyway. Uh, like, and yeah. I, I couldn't believe like the hell those guys, especially the guy who made uh, like Fez. Like, people were like demanding uh, yeah. his game come out, and he was getting a lot of like just like shit from Microsoft, and you know, I was like, holy crap! And it's just this dude putting it together. Yeah, but he he seemed like kind of like a shithead. Yeah, he I kind mean, of. He, I don't think he was just all together in 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 any major way. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, but that's like, so that's the reality of it too. And I can tell you from working on a couple of indies that have never come out when the guy, like the, our, my quote unquote bosses were just like, was that, you know, I was just like the artist or in, tar- in charge of the art team as well. And they would just be like, Hey guys, uh, we're going to get a marketing guy. My first thought was like, you have the money to pay a marketing guy, but you don't have the money to pay me like a regular paycheck. And I'm here Monday through Friday, eight to five. Damn. Are you fucking kidding me. So that's where you start to get into like the dynamics of like, well, you know, the marketing guy will bring money in and you're making percentage based off of the game well. So like, you know, that's how it's going to work. But then it's just like, dude, I've been here for a year and you said we didn't didn't have any money. So I think a lot of these indie guys just end up kind of like, you know, some of them probably do have money. Like, you know, they get sponsored or they get picked up by Sony and they're like, hey, you know, you know, exclusives, you'll be our like, you know, game of the month or whatever. And. You know, we'll give your game away free and we'll give you all this money for that and then exclusivity and blah, 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 blah. But there's a lot of these guys and I wonder, I'd be very interested to see who is talking to Microsoft or Sony at this point because it's, Mm -hmm. you know, the generation of indie games and seeing what kind of deals are being struck. Or if if they're not at all, they're just kind of just being, you know, they're they're Steve Jobs in it, right? They're sitting (laughs) in their basement and fucking programming video games. Seriously, yeah. Do uh, do the do the big companies send out like talent scouts to conventions to just follow the indie scene? I don't know. Like they just like it's like you just see this guy sitting on the sidelines, he's like watching <laughs> watching this guy make a presentation. It's like, he's like yeah, oh, it's you got, that's some game you got there, kid. How long have you been doing this? Oh God! It's like you ever want to take a shot at the big leagues? Why don't you give me a call? It's like fucking uh, Franklin Franklin Richards over at fucking Fantastic Four. Yeah, he's just fucking scouting high school science projects. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, aren't you guys 25? Uh, <laughs> I've been trying to get your attention for all these years. It's been nearly a decade. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Like, I don't notice anything like that happening when I'm there, but it could just be like their super self or they're using Assassin's Creed method. Yeah. And they just blend into crowds. I don't know. Moral of the story, I'm pumped. Serge is pumped. If Dave were here, he'd tell you he's pumped. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be fucking great. It's gonna be awesome. Um, I can't wait. Yeah, dude, it's it's gonna. I can't wait. I can't, can't wait to eat those uh, barbecue burritos too. Yeah, so good. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Too bad you can't have any, Casey. Oh <laughs> man. Womp womp. Uh, Serge, that's time. Why don't you want to take us? Yeah. Well, that's all we have for this preview podcast, the Bad Kitty Funky Podcast. Uh, tune in this week. We won't be, as Greg said, we'll be doing a full podcast. Uh, we're going to figure out what we're going to do, possibly do some snippets, possibly just uh, let you guys know what's going on. But uh, yeah, once we figure it out, uh, like, you know, like, share, and subscribe to us on Twitter, Facebook, Instaham, the instant place for ham. And we'll let you know what we're doing. And that's where you'll get updates. So until next time, we'll see you later, or we'll see you another time. Or never. <laughs>